Welcome to episode eight of a Clinch Fight podcast. I'm Michael O'Donnell, and once again, delighted to be joined by my co-host, Mr. Josh Hurst. Josh, how's things? Yeah, good, mate. Good man, good man. In this episode, we'll be discussing the world of boxing. Very busy weekend. There's been a couple of fight announcements, and we had a big, undisputed, super lightweight title fight between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. But before we get into that, you might be wondering... Why are we wearing these T-shirts with the logo Manscaped? Well, we have a new advertisement called Manscaped where we can give you 20% discount on all their products by using the discount clinch. I've tried a couple of these products myself. They were absolutely excellent. If you want to keep that hedge downstairs nicely and coolly trimmed, check them out, guys. Best in the business. So we're going to be starting now. The first topic. Josh Taylor, this Jose Ramirez for the undisputed title. Josh Taylor won the, won the belts and he looked fucking good at doing it, didn't he, Josh? What was your, how was your assessment of Josh Taylor's performance? Yeah, I think coming up to the fight, I was super buzzing for it. I think um, sort of went a bit under the radar considering how big it was and you know how rare it is nowadays to see an undisputed fight and it, it didn't disappoint. Um, yeah, re- really, really good fight. It was. It really lived up to the hype. Like two styles that really gelled well as well. And I think, especially for Josh Taylor, because I think Josh Taylor quite likes uh, a rough and kind of uh, rough and ragged fight. And I think it really played into his hands. Even with the build-up, Taylor was quite overly aggressive, wasn't he, towards Ramirez? And he really yeah. made Ramirez fight angry. And the game plan worked to a T, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if you saw the cards as. To me, anyway, seemed a mu- a mu- uh, quite a bit closer than what it should have been. Um, I think Ramirez uh, had a, a good start in the fight, but you know, once Josh got those knockdowns in round six and seven, to me, I think the fight was over. Um, I think the scores were something like uh, maybe the judges gave three rounds to to Taylor, and then one was only one round given between them. You know, with with two knockdowns as well. I guess that's just how it goes when you you go abroad, but. I think that says more to how Taylor dominated the fight to be able to go to someone's backyard with not really much support and sort of take the win, even with the sort of a home advantage against him. Yeah, definitely. And it was, to be fair, it's like, it, although the scorecards were reasonably wide, when you actually watch the fight, it does seem a lot closer. They are close rounds, aren't they? Mm. Apart from the knockdowns, it's, it's a real good uh, competitive brawl, isn't it? Yeah, I, so I mean, I think uh, I think definitely in the first sort of six rounds um, before the knockdown, it was quite close. Um, Ramirez having quite a few successes with some combinations. He's going head to the body as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I just think after the knockdowns, I think he probably deserved a bit better than that. But again, that's just sort of how it tends to go sometimes when when you're away. Um, I do think uh, good performance generally from Taylor. But I can't help but feel that maybe the pro grey fight was probably more deserving of the the undisputed fight. Um, mm. I don't know. I felt like that was more of a, a game fight. Not just taking away from Ramirez, but I think pro grey beat, beats him too. So maybe uh, it, we've already seen sort of the best of uh, the super lightweight Skowate, but still a really good performance from from Taylor. Um, I would say um, I've seen some sort of stick here and there about maybe if he should have sort of stepped on the gas to take him out of there. <clears throat> I think there's, I think there's some questions about obviously with him switching to Davison whether that's his sort of style to try and take it a bit slower or be a bit on the safe side because you know we, we both know that Taylor definitely has that spiteful 
he got smells blood sometimes. So maybe I would have liked to have seen him get him out of there, but good good performance nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, you know, it would have been more of a statement if you got him out of there, but he got the mm. job done. The game plan worked for a T. At that level, you're fighting for the biggest prize in boxing, ultimately, all the belts and the Rin Magazine belt. You've got to 100%. get the no matter what happens, you've got to get the win. And to me, that's all that's the only thing that's important. And I think Taylor done the business for me, 10 out of 10 performance, more or less. Because I think yeah. he's, he's he's in there against a top fighter. Even though yeah. you could, like you said, I do kind of agree with you in the sense of maybe Pro Grain Taylor was the number one, the number two fight. I, I, I think, yeah, I think Pro Grain Ramirez would be a great fight, and I and Pro Grain could well beat Ramirez, but I mean, yeah, it's definitely those three are the three top guys in that division. And Taylor's cleared cleared them all out now. And yeah. it'd be really interesting to see where Taylor goes next. And I think, to be honest, both guys have a big future. I think Ramirez can still do good, good things in boxing. Shown he's at that level, even though he came up short. Yeah. But as a Brit, like, Taylor really excites, excites me. Like, he's going to be in some phenomenal, some phenomenal That's fights. Cool. And I'd go as far as saying, like, he is pound for pound the best in Britain at the moment. I really would. Yeah, so same with me on that one. Um, interestingly, I didn't know uh, Ramirez was only 28. So again, um, def- definitely got a, a, a lot, lot to come. I would have thought whether that be another weight class. Sure, we'll get into that afterwards. But yeah, going back to pound for pound, for me, Taylor's been there for a while. I think um, I caught a bit more wind of him since the O'Hara Davis fight and been watching him since. And to me, I just he does everything. He's got the footwork, he's got the, the hand speed. And like I said, he's got that ability to box and then when it becomes a bit scrappy you can fight on the inside and he's got this spike from Master. he looks like really nasty you know we saw that on the on the the build-up to the fight as well just sort of how he can get so to me yeah pound for pound uh number one in britain but i think you've got to ask the question you know where is he in pound for pound in the world rankings as well because i'm pretty sure he's he might be top 10 in some of them uh in some of the magazines doing it but um He's, you know, he's. I would put him up there, probably top five now, because I just feel like if he had a bigger profile, if he was American, you'd be hearing all sorts about him. So yeah. hopefully, he gets the bigger fights uh, to, to sort of prove that. But his, his CV is immaculate for, for how many fights he's had. So really big fan of Taylor, and be really interesting to see where he goes next. It's it's, it's a piss take though, because I think how was that fight not on a main broadcast like Sky or BT? Yeah, like that. That's probably. Along well, probably after the Billy Joe Saunders fight, that's the biggest fight of the year. And yeah. how is that not how is that not broadcast? How yeah. how is Josh Taylor not for me? He's not getting the credit he deserves. Like he should be with a big promoter. I know he's with, I know he's with Top Rank and he's with Bob yeah. Aaron, but he's not signed by any uh, you know prestigious British promoter, if you like. And yeah. it's. I don't know how how is he not on a channel like? Yeah, how? it's, it's really, really baffled me that you know just. Again, it's one of them. Maybe it's because if that fights for probably boxing fans, but you know why? Why aren't people getting behind people like Taylor? It's you know he's the first. I think he's the first undisputed uh, British uh, uh, world champion win the four belt era. So you know if AJ did that, you never hear the end of it. No. So I just don't. I, I don't get where the the correspondence sort of comes in there. But yeah, disgraceful that uh, not even a single broadcaster picked that up. I think it's sort of when, when we've got enough drama in the boxing sort of world where it gets called the circus, whatever, if you can see a Jake Paul fight more accessible than an undisputed world title fight, that's, that reigns a lot to, yeah. to sort of the state of boxing at the moment. So, yeah. What next for Josh Taylor, Josh? Well, for the, what's up? What's up, yeah, what's up with Taylor? What next for Josh Taylor? 
What would you like yeah, to see? I think, uh, you know, he, he's got the target on his back now. I think the, the most beautiful thing about being undisputed is that, you know, you don't have to go looking for who's the champion or you can't, you can't cherry pick hoop your way to get there. So I think there's a couple of fights potentially lined up for him, but it'd be interesting to see whether he decides to stay at, at super lightweight or whether he, he fancies sort of going for one of the bigger fights, um, probably upper weight. So be really interested. I, I personally think um, the Catterall fight will probably happen this summer in Britain. Yeah. But, you know, you know he's, he is with top rank and there are many avenues now that he's he's got all the belts for what he wants to do. So I know I've heard some some rumours of maybe uh, Tiafimo Lopez going up or or even potentially a Crawford fight at welterweight. So who knows? Really, really uh, good opportunities for him going forward now. There are some brilliant fights going forward. And yeah, I mean, Jack Hatterall fight make, would make a lot of sense. Yeah, big, we all love a big domestic world title showdown. Could be a big homecoming for Josh Taylor as well. I think there's talks of Edinburgh Castle. Actually, yeah. that would be huge. I I would like to go to that myself if that yeah. happens. It'd be brilliant. Maybe we will, Josh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that would make a lot of sense. A big British showdown. And then you've also got, you, you could potentially move up to 147. I think Terence Crawford is quite short of opponents because I think obviously most of the guys at 147 are with uh, PBC and Al Heyman and they've really struggled to get these notable fights for Crawford because they're all on that side and historically Aram and Heyman just don't get deals them very often do they I mean apart from Wild and Fury but yeah I mean Crawford could be a big option you could you could argue that it's the the former undisputed uh, super lightweight champion against the current it sells, and I think Crawford probably needs Taylor as much as Taylor would need Crawford because, you know, uh, a year ago Crawford was fighting Amir Khan, who let's be yeah. honest, like Khan isn't isn't that top five welterweight anymore, is he? Yeah, like he really isn't. But that's because yeah. he was short of opponents. That's why he was facing him. Yeah, well, it's definitely an easy fight to make uh, promotionally wise. They're both under top rank as well, so. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, at this point, I think Crawford's starting to lose a bit of credibility. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Crawford fan, definitely up there for me, pound for pound wise. But you can't argue that his last sort of string of opponents since sort of moving up to welterweight hasn't really been, no. you know, he's not, it's not top half. You know, we want to see the Spence fight. So yeah. you know, they're only getting older. So I, I can only hope that that happens. But yeah, um, I think that'd be a, an easy fight to make and be really interesting to see how, how Taylor does in that because you don't get much better than, than Crawford. And, you know, hopefully if, if fights like uh, AJ Fury happen in the future where maybe there could be a gate opening for these promoters to actually finally work together, it'd be crazy to see Josh Taylor fight the likes of Errol Spence's, Sean Porter's, yeah. um, who knows how long when Pacquiao, Pacquiao is going to stick around for. Yeah. But you know, those Danny Garcia's, you know, there's there's so many big names for him. 147, and the future's bright for Josh Taylor. It really is, but yeah, definitely, yeah, it is looking like he will fight Jack Catterall next. But watch his space, I guess. Yeah, well, that looks out to see. I'm pretty sure they've got quite a short a short notice after this fight to to organise the Catterall fight. So I think it's something like 90 days with the WBO to to organise the a fight day and do purse bids and things like that. Mm. So you know we'll know soon enough but I, I get a feeling that he'll probably want to be the a-side for one of the fights yeah bring it home to scotland have a big big fight with, in a fight which he should win and then maybe have a think about how he wants to go forward so you know he's, he's been sort of chasing the champions for a while now since the wpss so um yeah i think he'd be keen to to get it home especially if the stuff starts to open up uh 
Back here. Let's not forget what's also really important to remember is Josh Taylor's had 18 professional fights. Yes. And he's undisputed, super lightweight, yeah. uh, junior welterweight, whatever you want to call it, champion. Like, that is incredible, isn't it? 80, and the guys he's beaten, Progre, Ramirez, Victor Postol, um, who was the Russian bloke he fought, he was decent when he fought with the IBF. Well. Yeah, like, he's completely, like, cleaned out that division with 18 yeah. fights. Like, and that's... 13 KOs and he probably could have knocked out Ramirez if he wanted to. So it's not even the case he's dancing there. He's, you know, he's steamrolling it. So he, he's very, very special. I just hope he gets some respect and a bit more profile um, so yeah. the fans can get behind him, the more casual fans, because he's, he's different levels to me. And it's been a long time since we've seen a Brit do as well as he's doing. So um, very good. I, I tell you what deserves a lot of credit for kind of uh, exposing these superstars, these top fighters, the World Boxing Super Series, it shows the levels it took boxing. Like, we have, we've had two champions who came out of that and became undisputed, Usyk and Josh Taylor. Like, the World Super Series needs to continue, in my opinion. We need more fighters. I mean, we need more tournaments like these with world, with world champions entering yeah, them. 100%. Definitely. I know they had, well, they had the super middleweight one as well with, with Callum Smith, but that was before Canelo was was a sort of, yeah. uh, had settled into super middleweight. So, yeah, still. Um, it's good just to, you know, that's what people want to see is too much, too much politics in boxing at the moment and yeah. just losing more and more credibility as these other sports catch up. So, you know, this undisputed fight is refreshing and I hope that it stays because, uh, you know, that's, that's what we want to see. We want to see the one champion, the, the one guy. Yeah, we, we need less belts, man, but that's not going to happen. You know, that's for another episode where you could talk all day about the politics and the amount of belts in boxing. <laughs> Let's just enjoy that we have a champion in a weight class that's got all the belts. There's one champion at uh junior welterweight so and a brit and a brit happy days you know let's move on to uh jose ramirez where does ramirez go from here because although he's fallen short it was a good performance i think really i think he showed he showed his mustard he showed that he's a top he's a top three guy in that division there's a lot of opportunities for him and like you said he's 28 mm. one career ahead still yeah i'm not too sure i think uh much as a good performance i think again towards the end it showed sort of lab, uh, Taylor showed levels to the fight. So um, I still think he's uh, probably up there, like you said, in the, the sort of top mix in that weight. But um, I don't know. He's he sort of had a couple of defenses at, at that weight. He was a unified champion. He, he might want to feel like he wants, it, it, his best chance probably is staying around super lightweight, but um, I, I'm not sure how he would do at welterweight. But again, he's only 28. He's a good fighter. So who, who knows? He might just be chasing uh, the bigger fights. But it'd be interesting to see what he does. Like you said, maybe a progress fight might be a good sort of uh, yeah. um, sort of you know litmus test for for where they're at. So if progress goes out and blows him out the water, it sort of puts a, a bit of pressure on Taylor and things like that. Then so mm. who knows? I think Taylor progress a rematch we'd love to see down the line eventually. But maybe yeah. that would be at welterweight or something. Who knows? Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I think maybe something a fight like that might be good for him. It just depends what his motivation is. I'm sure there's money fights. Mm. If he thinks he's got another chance of being world champion, he might sort of uh, cherry pick again at that way. Just to see. Yeah, I think he's gonna watch. I think he's gonna watch and see what Josh Taylor does really. Because if Josh Taylor decides to move up instead of fighting Catterall and the belts are vacant, he might want to yeah. try and win them back. Yeah, like you said, he might think it's a better opportunity for him to win a world title. Uh, yeah at uh, Junior Welter but to be honest with you I can see him more going up to 147 now I think he's been the world champion and I think he'll want a taste of the big fights now 
But the yeah. only problem is, like we said earlier, top rank haven't got the top welterweights. So you, you might get an opportunity to fight Crawford, even though I don't really fancy his chances in that one. But again, it's, it's a big payday for him. It's a big name for him. He might get that opportunity. But yeah, I can, to be honest, I can see Pro Gray, uh, Taylor, and Ramirez all going up to welterweight in the next yeah. um, in the next 12 months. And I think then top rank will have four decent welterweights in that division, yeah. including Terence Crawford. That could yeah, be the future, were, I think, for they're, them. They're all, they're all quite big at the weight as well. So they yeah. definitely have a frame for it. So, yeah, be interesting. Be interesting. They might have their own little square or little tournament fighting yeah. each other. That makes yeah. sense. So, um, yeah, I think that could well be a possibility for them. I think Pro, Pro Gray Ramirez would be a great fight. I think it really would. And that could happen a welterweight, not a junior welterweight. They might do it at a weight they feel more comfortable at. And if there's no belt on the line, why kind of why kind of boil yourself down to 140 mm. when you yeah. can potentially fight 147? Yeah, definitely. I think um, if we're going to talk about undisputed fights, I think we've got to talk about what's, ha- what's happened this week and what looks like the failure of one coming about uh, between AJ and Fury. Uh, I think Fury broke the news yesterday that he's now signed the fight with, with Wilder following yeah. their arbitration uh, dispute and him winning the case. So I think we're set for uh, Fury Wilder in, in the late July. What's, what's your thoughts on that, Mike? Yeah, I've got to be honest. Like, I'm going to mirror what most boxing fans are thinking. It's disappointing. I really thought... I, a month ago, we were talking, we had an episode, and we were very confident that AJ Fury was happening. It looked nailed, looked nailed on. Like all the politics were kind of brushed aside. And then the announcement that Wilder's won a court case and... It's just it's just gone from zero to hundred really, and now it looks like Fury and Wilder be fighting for a third time. And I gotta be honest, like it doesn't excite me. It really doesn't. And I think I think we know who the better man is, but at the same time, Wilder punches that hard that if you go into a fight mentally thinking I'm gonna walk over this guy because I did it before, yeah, it could it could mess everything up, man. Yeah, I just think we've we've all sort of been waiting for this for a long time, and it's just. To, to think of this potentially two more hurdles now to get in an undisputed heavyweight champion, you know, that's that's the biggest fight like possible in boxing. To be that close and to be snatched away it's so quickly in the space of days, you know, two days before run, Fury's on Instagram saying, Oh, he's they've signed the contract now with AJ. And then it takes, you know, I don't know, I just get a weird sense that that you know, there's there's stuff going on that we don't know about because I just can't see how yeah, I can't see how quickly this has come about and then for it to be signed this quickly, it just can't help but feel like it was always going to happen. But it's again, it just doesn't help boxing because we just look stupid again. We can't put together, you know, you can't just put two people in a room and say, what can we work out a deal to fight? There's always, there's always something going on. So it's fr- frustrating because, you know, we know the fight that we want to see is, is AJ Fury. But I suppose if if Wilder Fury or Fury Wilder has to happen again, I think we know what happens. I just hope that you know he gets done. But again, you can't. It's one of them with Wilder. He, 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 I think Fury should walk through him, but then you just never know. Like do you, 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 you never know whether he's got that equalizer that can throw everything uh, out the pram. But can you imagine if Wilder wins? I I don't think we see. I don't think we see AG. Fury or undisputed champion for years, yeah. so maybe not even ever. So if it does happen, it's, I'll watch it obviously. But I just hope if it, if that's the way it's going to go, then um, then they both get through it. 
Yeah, I've got to be honest, this is an unpopular opinion. I do apologise to Deontay Wilder fans, but when Wilder had that WBC belt, for me, he didn't seem that interested in ever really unifying or being yeah. being involved in disputed. I know, listen, I don't see the contracts. I didn't see what I'm not involved with when AJ Wilder were having the big, um, you know, when that was the fight to make and all these contracts were being sent out, $50 million offers and whatnot. But I, I don't know, for a long time, Wilder had that belt. And, you know, he, when Klitschko was the champion, he didn't bother trying to unify with Klitschko. When AJ yeah. was the champion, he didn't try and, he didn't, he wasn't really, he didn't seem that interested in fighting AJ. And I think if Wilder wins that belt back, for me, I'd be very frustrated, to be honest. And I think he could be holding on to it for a very long time again. I yeah. also want to I also want to say as well that we forgot to mention that AJ, if, you have, if you've been living on planet Mars and you haven't heard about who AJ could be fighting next, AJ should, should be fighting Usyk now uh, as his mandatory. And for me, that's such a difficult fight. If that's your last obstacle <laughs> before you fight a Fury, yeah. like that is such a tough fight. I mean, AJ's the bigger man. He might overwhelm him with his natural size and strength and power. But Usyk is a master boxer. He's yeah. that good. And I think and I, I'm I'm not confident that AJ winning that fight. What, what's your thoughts, Josh? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think of all fights, I would have wanted him to see, you know, I'm, I'm a big AJ fan, just sort of from, from when he started pro and stuff. So it's one of them you just want to see him. I just wanted to see him in, in the Fury fight to see how it's going. But in terms of what would be a step aside fight with Usyk? I don't think you can get much worse, really. I, I think he's just such a specific kind of boxer. You know, AJ probably's had Fury in his mind for the past year or so, ever since, or ever since, I don't know, probably before beating Pulev. You know, Fury's been in his mind. He's probably been training, uh, doing like his sort of pre-camp with Fury in mind. Now suddenly you've got Usyk, who's a completely different fighter. Yeah, you know it's. Reigns, you can sort of draw comparisons with Andy Ruiz size-wise and the, the sort of difficulty-wise, you know, where, where AJ looked a bit vulnerable. So not 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 an ideal step-aside fight. Um, I, I still think AJ comes through just because maybe seeing how Usyk has been against Chizora and sort of the first fight he had, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, was it Vince with S or something, I don't know. Um when he first fought a heavyweight, I think I think AJ probably come through it, but it's just a potential banana skin. Which you know, again, if what happens if Usyk, Usyk wins there, it's, it all goes tits up again. So I don't I think, know. I think I think it's a terrible style for for AJ. I do. It's a tricky southpaw, and you know, people like to think that boxing disease because he's the bigger man. He's just going to go and rush Usyk and take him out. I don't think you could do that against Usyk. I don't think you could completely just rush him and try and use your size and power because this guy is not there's not a style this guy hasn't seen as an amateur he's fought joe joyce joe joyce is a big juggernaut wrecking machine like and he i know joe you know joyce was a bit of a novice back then but Usyk took him apart at times really picked him off and i think he's dealt he's been in that situation many times Usyk and joshua will have to box him a bit i think to find to find some success and there's not many better technical boxers than Usyk out there. I, I think it's such a tough fight for AJ. I agree with you. Probably slightly fancy AJ to take it, but I'm not confident. I'm really not. And I think it's, I, a, it's a bad fight for, it's a, for AJ. It's a tough fight, yeah. We, we've mentioned that before. Usyk's a, bit of a boogeyman for, for anyone, really. Yeah. So No one wants that smoke of Usyk. They don't yeah. really. I, I, I do, yeah, I do I do think AJ can do it. Um, I think just maybe seeing how Usyk was with you know, if sort of sort of one who will capitalize on any mistake you make so 
again, uh, still a fight I'd like to see in yeah. the sense of if it, if it wasn't everything else going on in the background, I'd like to see it, but not now. <laughs> I just wanted I wanted that to get over the line of something good to look forward to, um, and it just looks like it. You know, we got two very big hurdles in the way of that now. Ho- hopefully, they come through it, but who knows. No, no, that's you've hit the nail on the head there because I think AJ and Usyk, that is a good fight. It's a really good fight, but it's just the timing of it. Like we we all had in our heads, we were all mentally preparing ourselves for August, AJ Fury for Undisputed. And like, you know, the winner, if the winner of that fought one of these guys, Usyk or Wilder, I'd be happy. Do you know what I mean? For all the belts again, defending all the belts against one of those guys. Yeah. But it's just, you know, when you've gone, when you've gone from potentially the biggest fight in boxing to a good fight, it, you know, it's it's a bit of a anticlimax, as they say. Yeah. But there we there we have it. We're gonna have Fury Wilder free by the looks of it, and we're gonna have AJ versus Usyk. Still two good fights, you yeah. know, just not the ones boxing fans wanted. Yeah. At the I will, moment, I will say as well. I think it's end of July for Fury Wilder. I think maybe August time for Usyk AJ. You know, if I can get tickets for that and we're open, yeah, still yeah. definitely be up, be straight on that. So. um be, again, it's, it's a shame because it's still a good fight, but we all just wanted to get the open out the, over the line. Ho- hopefully, they come through. Hey, if they bring AJ and uh, Usyk to Wales, I'll be happy. So oh, it happens in Stadium, yeah. then no one complain. Then it's probably the best thing that, ha- that could happen to us. But uh, yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We're going to move on now to the final topic. A big announcement that's been made. Probably not the fight we wanted a welterweight, but still probably the second best fight. Maybe you could argue. Yeah. Errol Spence, this is Manny Pacquiao unifying the WBA, WBC, and IBF titles. Good fight, Josh. Yeah, I, I think it was a bit of a, a curveball, this one. I think everything gone a bit quiet. Obviously, AJ Fury taking a bit of the drama just over the last couple of weeks, but it was sort of just out of nowhere last week. What's uh, called Pacquiao Spence announced. You know, that's, a, that's a great fight. Don't get me wrong, I think there's going to be a bit of. Uh, you know, a bit of stick about maybe Pacquiao's age, but you know the the way he dealt with Thurman uh, in the last fight, you, you, know, you can't say anything about his age. You know, Thurman was supposed to go out there and and retire him, and he looked as fresh, he looked as fresh as ever, and and to get him and to do it the way he done it as well, it's just nuts. So huge, huge fight. Re- really excited for it to be honest. My guy Pacquiao was doing the alley shuffle of yeah. was smashing up Thurman like like. Yeah. This guy, say what you want about his age, he's still the WBA welterweight champion. Yeah. So, and the soup, he was the regular holder, but now he's been, um, I mean, the last, about well, six months ago, I think he was upgraded to the uh, super champion, wasn't okay, he? Yeah. So now he is still, he's still a world champion. He's 42. So someone's still got to take that belt off him. And I'm glad that it's one of, you know, it's either the Spen- Spencer Crawford who got the opportunity to do that. Let's see now who the, well, you know, I want to see Spence. I'm glad to see that Spence is going to be the man that could potentially take that title from him. Yeah. Um, how do you see the fight going, Josh? Um, yeah, just going on your last point again, I think it's it's just good to see some movement in the welterweight division. Yeah. It's notoriously, I think, behind behind uh, the heavyweights, it's probably the, the second most political or... Yeah, it's always been the most political yeah. division. Always. They always say, they say after the heavyweights, it's welterweight, where it's uh, sort of the next biggest, biggest fights tend to be. So... I don't know. It's nice just to see some movement and see some progress towards maybe uh, unification and uh, undisputed for that as well. Um, but yeah, fight-wise, um, I think Spence is excellent. Um, I had a bit of, I was a bit reserved about maybe how he was going to come back um, against Garcia following his car crash because 
I don't know when he first came out, he looked a bit off. Um, but he, yeah, he put that to bed straight away because he, you know, he easily walked through um through Garcia. I thought as well. Yeah. So uh, my inclination would be that that Spence is probably a bit too good, uh, probably a bit too big for him as well. Cause he's mm. very big at the way. Yes. Um, but Pacquiao is, you know, he's he's such a specific kind of fighter and has his own style. It's very hard to mimic what he brings. And I think yeah. the way he did it, the way he did it against Thurman, and just you know his feet, and he's he's done it for so the same thing for so long. He's just a master of what he does. He can cause problems for people. So I'm not sure if Spence would have come across a fighter who's who's can resemble what he brings. So it's open for questions. But um, I think if I had to choose, I'd probably lean towards lean towards Spence just because uh, just sort of his CV generally and the way he's looked in his past couple of fights, I think he's probably, he's, he's very much up there pound for pound wise as well. So yeah, be, be interesting either way though. Yeah. I think if Manny Pacquiao can kind of keep the same intensity, the same engine, the same athleticism, the speed, hand speed, I know it's difficult at 42, but if he, t- if he's, if he's maintained that the same kind of um, ferocity and kind of movement that he did against Furman, I think it's a very hard fight for Spence. I really yeah. do because it did look like almost a, Almost a prime Pacquiao that performance, and he looked very good, didn't he? And I think, I think stylistically, it's a very tough fight for Spence. But I'm not. I, I agree with you. I think. I think the uh, the youth and and the age of Spence yeah, of and being a bit fresher should be the deciding factor. Um, I can't see Spence uh, getting Pacquiao out there though. If Pacquiao's on form, I think Spence will probably take it on points. I think it'll be a close fight. I think it will. I, I think. Um, I think against Spence, if you throw a high volume of punches and take the fight to Spence. He does struggle a bit. I think Porter mm-hmm. showed that. I think yeah. Porter really pushed Spence. And I think Pacquiao could do the same, but with more trickier angles, being yeah. a southpaw. And that's the thing with Pacquiao. What he's very good at is throwing a lo- a loads of combinations, but a really awkward angles. Yeah. They're and very hard to defend they're, against. They're, they're not even always power shots. It's just tap, 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 and then yeah. one, one will fly over. So he, he's very, it's very much a flurry when you, when you fight him. I, I would say, you know, as much as I'm a fan of uh, Spence, you know, how much Pacquiao is always going to be the people's champ in these been for years. Oh, so course, yeah. it's, probably, it's probably a Cinderella story, even at this age, if he can put, pull this off against one of the pound for pound top, uh, top in the world, what a way to sort of finish his career or, or, you know, cement his legacy even more. So I think he's definitely, he's still up for it. He's, he's got loads of money. So, yeah, it's, so it can't put, be about the money. It can't. Be. Yeah, the, the way he's fighting, you know, he's obviously still got that in him. So, you know, it's, I think anyone knows Pacquiao's sort of story. Going, growing up generally, he's got, he's got, a, he's a proper warrior. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy fight. Not none we were necessarily expected, but very much welcomed. I think so. And another good fight to watch for the summer. Uh, another fact for those who don't know, Manny Pacquiao is a world champion in three different decades. Three <laughs> different decades. And over eight like, weights. And over eight weights. Like yeah. Pacquiao is in my top 10 greatest of all time. Like He is a joke special. of the boxer. Special. Very special talent. Uh-huh. I think uh, what's also important to remember as well, that Pacquiao is still the money man in that division. Mm. Like Spence and Crawford have no interest in fighting each other. Both of them have been chasing the Pacquiao fight for years yeah. because they know the fan base that Pacquiao has, the interests he brings, the countries, the continent of Asia, America, they get behind Pacquiao. Yeah. It's it's a big fight for him. Winning Pacquiao is like winning the lottery a welterweight. And, yeah. and Spence has won the lottery. He's got one over Crawford now. Spence not just doesn't just 
not only has the best welterweights in his promotional company, but he's also got the Pacquiao fight now. And Crawford's got, I mean, when it comes down to Spence, there's Crawford. Spence will be the A-side, man, if he beats yeah. Pacquiao. I'm afraid yeah. he will. Crawford yeah. fans won't like it, but it's true. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, pa- Pacquiao is always just going to be a name. And it doesn't even matter when you fight him at this point because of how, how good he still is. So, uh, you know, Pacquiao is always going to bring uh, bring a lot of uh, stock. You know, if you beat Pacquiao, your stock's going to go up inevitably. So I think Spencer's got a good chance to to gain a lot from this fight as well in what should, on paper, be a fight he should win. So, yeah, good, good for him. And I think hopefully, like I said, if we get closer to unifying the division fully or uh, becoming disputed with, with a couple with a couple more uh, belts held by one person. So mm-hmm. is it is it after this fight, it'll just be Crawford's belt? Um, yeah. It'll so. Be, so Spence will have the WBA, WBC and IBF belts and yeah. Crawford will have the WBO. So that's when... Yeah. So it makes sense, you know. It does kind of make sense this fight to happen next. And then hopefully then, we say hopefully, but, you know, you know, it's like we've, we've, we've noticed in recent times that undisputed yeah. fights are very hard to make unless you're Taylor and Ramirez. Yeah. Um, that, that fight will make sense then. All, all the marbles on the line, yeah. uh, they'll, they'll have to fight each other, surely, Crawford and Spence. But also, like you said, like Spence is bigger welterweight. Can he stay a welterweight for as mm. long, for as, you know, long enough to make the Crawford fight happen? It, yeah. it really depends. But, you know, he does continue to make weight. He's fighting again at welterweight, so watch his space, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big, big fight for both of them. So it makes sense and hopefully something good can come from it afterwards. And who knows? Maybe Josh Taylor will be in the mix against these That's guys. Soon. He, yeah, he's he's throwing the hat in there, isn't he? He's, I I know I was listening to an interview and he, he sort of was saying about after the fight, avenues like that can open for him. I know he's he's quite a religious Pacquiao fan himself. So yeah, yeah, I think he named his dog Pacquiao. Yeah, that's right. Some yeah. Pen, yeah, or his cat. Or I can't remember. Yeah, what it was. his dog Manny or something. So you know, imagine that you you know a hero you started watching when you grow up and then suddenly stream fight, you know, isn't it? You know, you're not you're not supposed to. You wouldn't expect to be fighting someone at foot or what would be 43 when they would fight. So, um, crazy crazy game this is. But um, when people like Pacquiao who can still put performances, it opens all kinds of avenues. So, you know, just have to watch this space. But should, should, hopefully, something good, whatever the result, should come from um, come from this fight. Hundred percent. The welterweight division is very exciting. There's the prospect of light welterweights going up there, and there's obviously the prospects of the top guys already in the division fighting each other. And I think on that note, we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this latest episode of the Clinch Fight Podcast. All links to our social media accounts should be in the description. Thank you very much, guys. Peace out. Cheers, guys.